You're listening to Who's Your Single. Join us on our quest to pick more winners at the racetrack. And now, here's the leader of FBG Nation, Dan Cronin, joined by yours truly, CC Broadus. Welcome to Who's Your Single? CC Broadus, joined by Dan Cronin, the leader of FBG Nation. That's FatBallGuyRacing.com. Dan, welcome to Who's Your Single. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Last weekend, I had a pretty good weekend betting and, uh, you know, had a good Sunday and got some good rounds of golf in this week before the weather turned back. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm very happy and, uh, looking forward to a hell of a card at Golfstream and Turfway's got a good one too. We're recording this on Wednesday. On Tuesday here, it was about 75 degrees. And now it's 39 degrees, and I think it's going to get warm again. But the the wind's blowing a thousand miles. It's like hurricane force winds here in Kentucky, and I'm I've had enough of it. Yeah, the the wind is not your friend here. I I could tell you when I went golfing the other day, the wind was so bad. I usually hit a seven iron about 150 yards, like most people. You know, I was 150 out, hit a seven iron, and I was 50 yards short. <laughs> Wow. I mean, the wind was just so bad. We were just guessing on every club. Is this, this this is absolutely impossible? Every every hole. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the wind. The wind around here is just brutal. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, talk about some racing. We've got uh, some really nice cards coming up at, at Gulfstream. Of course, key Kentucky Derby prep with uh, the Fountain of Youth, and and of course uh, some Derby points races at Turfway on Saturday and an Oaks. Uh, prep on uh, Friday night. Santa Anita's kind of up in the air. Uh, I just read on on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it, that the, there's a chance they move that card to Sunday. With the uh-huh. Santa Anita handicap and 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 several of those supporting feature races that that's uh, really usually a nice card. So uh, keep an eye on that. What so, did it drop to forty or something? They they can't run if it. If it drizzles, they can't run, and if it's too hot, they can't run, and I don't they, get it out there. Yeah, uh, they uh, they'll call they'll call races off, even if it's in the forecast. You know, they won't do they won't do day of anymore. They'll they'll call it three or four days in advance, which is kind I don't of understand silly. why you can't run in the rain. Why can't they run in the rain? I well, <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. You know, you know why we just won't get into it here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't need to get into that. I get, I get in enough trouble for what I say. Right, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, (laughs) all right. Let's, uh, let's talk about. uh, We'll go in. uh, We'll go in uh, order here of uh, when the races go off. I suppose Gulfstream. We're gonna go to race nine, and believe it or not, I'm still not ready. been working on this for an hour and i'm not ready to uh talk about these races let's go yeah here we go race nine is the devona dale that's awesome a two hundred thousand dollar race for three-year-old fillies this is a kentucky oaks prep as well it's a one-turn mile and this marks the return of the champion two-year-old filly and breeders cup juvenile filly winner just fyi the daughter of justify who uh won the frisette last year and then went out to the west coast 
and won the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies at Santa Anita. Just FYI, I'm certain it's going to be a, uh, a heavy favorite in here, but uh, you're going elsewhere, it appears. So tell us about who you like in race. Yeah, I, I just figure, look, if you're going to try to beat her, it, this is the time to beat her, right? It's her first start off the layoff. It's a one-turn mile, which you can get a lot of goofy results in a one-turn mile. And she's probably going to end up in a position that she's not used to because there's other speed in here and she's not going to just get that, that nice, easy pace to where she can just jog along. She's going to have to run early. So I'm, I'm just going to take the horse that I think is going to stretch this field out. And that's Leslie's Rose. We don't know how good she is yet. She aired them in her first start. They brought her down to Gulfstream. She went fairly easy. Not not horribly easy, but Gunsong's a nice filly. And Gunsong came out of that race and win as easy as you could win. So, you know, she might have won that race by seven or eight if Gunsong wasn't in there. So I think Leslie's Rose, Fletcher, I read, Whisper Hill Farms, the numbers are way higher than just FYIs currently. Now, could she grow up, you know, now that she's a three-year-old and run faster numbers? Yes. But Leslie's Rose, on paper, numbers-wise, if you don't know anything else, is several lengths faster than everyone else. And if she makes the lead, she's not supposed to stop. She was, She's bred to be any kind. I think this is the time to try to upset just FYI, and I think Leslie's Rose is the one to do it. And, and uh you know, she's going to probably be two to one second choice, but I'll, I'll take it and hope I get in front of just FYI and just keep on going. That uh, that pedigree is something else. You've got a, a filly by Into Mischief out of a Galileo mare. This filly is bred to sprint, go long, go go long on turf, whatever whatever you your heart desires. This uh, filly's got a bright future, it appears. So yeah, the uh, the greatest stakes test is next so looking forward to that so let's uh skip ahead now we're going to go to race number 10 and we're going long on the turf this time mile and three eighths is the very one stakes grade three hundred fifty thousand dollars phillies and mares four and up and uh looks like we've got a field of about yeah i'm gonna say yeah 10 10 phillies and mares in here you're going to the far outside let's talk about your pick in race number 10 the very one yeah, I think our Callie Kim's by far the horse to beat here. I mean, ever since she got with Brendan Wall, she's been a she's been a different mare. I mean, I don't know what happened to her earlier in her career, but she just wasn't that much. And then she got the Saratoga and then the Kentucky Downs, and they kept sending her long and longer and longer. And she just kept airing fields that it didn't look like on paper she was that much better than. And she just ran great. And then last time, she just got a really weird trip. She was in the pocket the entire time. She was held up on the turn when she's normally making an explosive run. She had nowhere to go. Then instead of getting out and trying to sprint home, he dove to the rail, tried to come up the fence, and the rider on Alpha Bella got smart and just made it nice and, t- and tight on him. And the, and the filly, I think, I think, I think the mare was just, I think she was afraid to go through it. And so she just kind of hesitated a little and ran onto the wire. I think if they ran that race over again, he would go wide and he would win. And 
Maybe that's the reason for the rider change. Maybe they just owed Tyler the mount. I don't know. But now Gaff Leone gets the mount. I think she's just going to come with a nice wide rally at the end. And the only fear to me is Miss Yearwood, I think, has got a chance, or Cairo Consort uh, stretching out for Pletcher, I think, has got a chance because of Irad. But there's just I, – I don't see a whole lot in here that can upset her if she shows up. And they don't usually better completely off the board. So, I mean, who knows? We're guessing on the odds. But I'm thinking she'll go off somewhere in the 7 or 8 to 5 area. And and to start the late pick 5, I, I love betting a single to start a late pick 5. Because if I lose, I can come back and bet the pick 4. And I want to be open to a few of them in the last race if I can. Um, but I will also make extra tickets with uh, a horse and a fountain of youth, too. This race is really evenly matched behind our Callie Kim. I think, uh, yeah, obviously she's the one to beat. I really can't split them. Uh, the other nine runners, like you said. Yeah, yeah it's, hard, it's hard to say who you're going to save with if you don't single her. Right. I, yeah, I, I, I never was a fan of Miss Yearwood. I, she won that race at Churchill. She won the Kirtan. I didn't really like her that day. And, uh, then, you know, she disappointed. Of course, that was on Tapita last time, December 26th. I, I don't, I don't know what to make of her. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think you're on the right one. I just, Sister Luann's probably going to be maybe second, third, fourth choice. I just, I don't know. I don't, I mean, she's probably going to try to wire them. I'm just uh, not a fan of that that mare as well. So, yeah, I think uh, our Callie Kim's really come to hand. I think she's probably not getting the respect she deserves because she was in that $32,000 claimer last summer at Saratoga, but she has really been a monster since then. So, yeah, our yep. Callie Kim in the the very one. So the last race we're going to cover at Gulfstream, of course, is the Fountain of Youth Stakes. Looking forward to this, $400,000 mile on 16th is the three-year-old prep for the Florida Derby and then on to the Kentucky Derby. And this race is uh, so interesting, and uh, it features uh, uh, just, there's a, a lot of the top trainers, at, uh, the, old, the old favorites at, uh, at Gulfstream, of course, you get Pletcher, and then you got Gustavo Delgado's got one in here, and uh, Safi Joseph. And uh, let's talk about your horse, though, in the Fountain of Youth. Yeah, see, see, I think this is a four horse race and, and I think all four horses are very high quality. But I just, I, I've been on door knock since day one. I won some money on him last time. Uh, Sierra Leone came back and flattered him. I, I just think until this horse loses, he's the, he is the main horse for me in the Kentucky Derby. So I can't get off of him here. And when you watch, the one bad part about doing podcasts versus video is we can't show anybody the work. So I invite anybody to go to XBTV and watch the workout, just the last workout. It is just absolutely incredible to watch this horse work. Ears pricked, just just demolishing workmates and and, and just showing no effort at all. So I'm not sure they've got anywhere near the bottom of this horse. Um, I, I don't think the horse needs the lead. I think he might get it anyway, but we'll see at the first turn. But I think Speakeasy's good, but I can't get past the fact that none of us like this horse first time out. Nobody. 
I mean, I don't know one person that likes speakeasy first time out. The workout was not great. He got outworked by his stable mate who ran up the track in that race. And yeah, he ran great this race from the rail. He got out. He, he, he ran a, a, a tremendously fast race, but this is a whole different ball game. Can he, can he work a trip from the rail? Can he get to the lead from the rail? If he goes too early, is he going to use him up? And I, I don't know how the horse is going to react when he's headed. Then Victory Avenue is the same thing. If you remember Mage, same connections. They sent Mage to the lead first time out. And then when he won the Florida Derby, he dropped back and ended up being a drop back type horse. So what are they going to do with Victory Avenue? Are they going to try to send him to the lead being an arrogate or are they going to tell Velasquez, take a hold of him this time and let's see if he can sit second, third or fourth or even drop him back. I don't know what they're going to do. I'm not sure Victory Avenue can go this far and beat Doorknock. So, uh, so I'm, I'm downgrading the one and three because they're out of maiden races. I think the other horse in here is locked. I, I'm nervous about locked. If the race was at Churchill, I'd be really nervous about locked because of the long stretch. I think the short stretch and the fact that I'm not sure today's the day for him. They may just drop him back and tell Jose, you know, make your run. If you can't get near him, don't worry about it. Because the Florida Derby's, or the Florida Derby or the Bluegrass are the ultimate goal. So let's just, let's just drop him back and give him one. That's at least in my head what's probably going to happen. And, and if they hook up up front, maybe he swoops by and beats them all. But I, I picture Doorknock sitting third, relaxing, swooping past those two horses that just broke their maiden. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he don't put on a show. Very interesting race. I, I think, man, you see Victory Avenue, and all you can think about is Mage. I mean, basically did the same thing last year. They, they, that one start Maiden, they put him in the stakes company, and everybody thought, gosh, this horse is, uh, they're just throwing him to the wolves. And he held his own, and he almost won the Florida Derby after that. You just wonder, can he, can they do this again with a, with a, uh, a horse that, you know, just made his first start in January. That's that would be incredible. Doorknock, I think, is the one to beat Danny Gargan. I think he really thinks that horse is special. So, yeah, looking forward to this race. This is going to be fun. And, uh, and 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 the other thing we didn't mention is look at Saez. Now, Saez could have rode either horse. I mean, he's he's tight with Delgado. It had to be everything in his soul. To walk in there and tell Delgado, sorry, but I'm not riding your horse. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to ride Doorknock. So I trust Saez. I think he's one of the top three riders on the planet and, uh, especially on dirt. So I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to beat this horse. I think he's going to win this race. I think he's going to win the Florida Derby and it would not surprise me if he don't go right into Kentucky as the favorite. That Remsen Stakes last December, that really has come up to be a key race. Doorknock won that by a nose over Sierra Leone, who comes back to win the Risen Star. And then uh, the, the third-place horse came back to win as well. I think uh, maybe won the uh, – was it the Withers going a mile? The Jerome. He came back to win the Jerome. Yeah. Yep. So and went easy. It was a key race for sure. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So, all right, that's enough for Gulfstream. Now we're going to go to Turfway. 
And this is race number six. And this is a prep for the Jeff Ruby stakes in a few weeks and also prep for the Kentucky Derby. The Derby points are on the line here in the John Battaglia Memorial. Mile and 16th on Tapita, $150,000 purse. And one horse in here probably is a standout. The only question is, can he get the two turns, uh, Dan, your opinion, uh, on race six? Yeah, first, I think they missed the morning line pretty bad. Um, I don't usually criticize the morning lines of Turfway because they're so hard to make, but I don't see any rhyme, reason, or reality that the four bolt at midnight is going to be four to one and the one Gettysburg address will be six to one. Gettysburg address is going to probably be five to two and he is the clear second choice to me and the horse racing nation and several others that as soon as I tweeted that out, they all jumped and said, you're right. Um, there's no way that the four is going to be four to one and there's no way that the 12 is going to be four and a half to one and Gettysburg address is going to be the fourth choice. That, that's just not going to happen. Um, the class of the one is just too much. Cox, Corrales, um, other than the horse I like, that's the horse to beat. If Epic Ride can get the distance, though, which I think he will, he's out of blame. I don't see any reason, you know, a Geopony mayor. I think I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of this rider, so I don't want to knock him because he's done a decent job at Turfway, but the biscuit to me is not a top echelon rider, but he's rode him perfect so far. You know, in a big race like this, does he do something wrong to mess this up or does he just let him go, you know, get to the half and 47 and change and then see what happens. But if he goes in, say, 45 or 46, he's going to burn him up. And uh, we've seen that quite a few times here recently at uh, Turfway with horses going two turns where they go way too fast. So, Epic Ride, to me, is one of these horses that I really believe that he's got that high 90 buyer in him, and I think he's going to show it. I think he's going to go right to the lead or sit second, and I, I, I think he's going to be two or three in front when they turn for home, and Gettysburg Address is going to be trying to come late with Corrales to, to reel him in, and if he gets the distance, he's going to air him, and he's going to head to – uh the Ruby Stakes is a big favorite, barring some monster shipping in. Yep, I agree with you. I agree with you 100% there. Horse that I'm interested in, maybe to pick up part, would be number eight, Breakout, for Safi Joseph and Ken Ramsey. This horse uh, comes from Florida, and if you remember last year, the winner of this race also came from Florida, Congruent. And uh, Tyler Connor is going to ride uh Breakout. So maybe a horse to pick up the pieces at double digit odds underneath Epic Ride. Let's go to our final horse of this week. We're going to go to race number eight. It's a maiden special weight, six furlongs and three and up. And, uh, I like your horse here. Uh, I'll, you do the honors, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% on uh, your selection in race eight. Well, we remember that uh he was a tip first time out. He was in a very, very fast and tough uh maiden race where they went 45 and one to the half, which is really fast here at Turfway. 
and he got hung wide. He got his head in front in the lane and then just got tired. And I think no, no, Joe, the six with Machado for William Walden. I think he's going to go right to the lead. I see nothing to run early with him to where he's going to be able to get to that half and 46 and change. And I think he's going to air this group. I, I think they totally missed this morning line. Um, I, I don't see any, I don't see any way he's not favored, but I hope he isn't. Um, I hope we can get seven to two. If I could lock it in, I sure would. Um, the only fear I guess would be the five frost mountain or the two Trumptastic. I mean, I know that the two's never been here. He's shipping in from Keeneland and Churchill for Tomlinson and he does have a really big buyer number two back, but that was April of 23. So, I mean, he's off a monster layoff. Maybe this is just something to get him started. I think no, no Joe's going to be three or four in front in the middle of the lane and, and we're going to just be screaming, don't fall off. So I, I really like this horse. The hardest part about this horse CC is this is my best bet of the whole weekend. And it's at 925 on Saturday <laughs> night. You know how hard it is to sit on your couch with a pot full of money and not blow it before 930. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. That's you got to show some discipline. Advantages. You bet it early. See, don't forget, and you don't blow your money. Right. Right. You got to have a game plan. You have a game, you have to have a game plan when it comes to betting these horses. Uh, uh, I'll just add one fact or one stat. Uh, in limited number of starters, Will Walden, the trainer of No No Joe, three for ten, with horses making their second start with a positive ROI. Uh, yeah, this horse uh, like these types. I like these types that get get bet for no reason or you know out of nowhere in their first start and they show that they do have some talent and then they they yep. just stop a little bit late I, I like those horses i think you'll come out strong this time when you go back to the trumptastic the two i remember this race I, i'm fairly certain i remember this race last april the buyer is really inflated i don't think there was much in that race so i i don't like this horse at all he'll have to beat me i'm i'm on uh no, no, Joe as well. So, okay, that's uh, that concludes uh, the horses that uh, we're interested in uh, for Saturday, March the second. Uh, we'll just uh, run over them real quick again. Gulfstream race number nine, two Leslie's Rose, tenth race number ten R Cali Kim, fourteenth race number five Doorknock, horse Turfway in the sixth race the John Battaglia the sixth. Epic ride at five to two in the eighth race. Number six, no, no, Joe, seven to two. All right. All right. So that concludes who's your single for this week. Uh, we want to remind everybody to like, follow, subscribe, uh, whatever it takes uh, to get, uh, to, to get those, get those notifications turned on as well on your phone and, and, uh, we'll alert you when, when who's your single is, 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 uh, is on online. So, so to speak, as the kids say, but, uh, uh, Dan, anything else you want to add? Of course, we want to remind everybody to go to fatballguyracing.com, FBG Mobile. Uh, Dan will, will tell you all about that. Yeah, we got a huge day. I mean, we're going to have a ton of tracks. I think we got eight tracks on Saturday. We got the monster card at Gulfstream where we got, we got singles all over the place and the, the guys are doing a hell of a job right now. Uh, Henry's our, our new handicapper at, uh, Tampa and I've, I've gotten a bunch of raving reviews about him already, so I'm ecstatic uh, how he's been doing, too. So uh, 
yeah, jump in, pick whatever one you want, bet whatever uh, card you like the best, and uh, it's cheap. We try to keep it that way for a reason. We're not trying to price anybody out or gouge anybody. And uh, as always, if you're looking for uh, an ADW to get some uh, rebates, you, you got my email, dan at fatballguyracing.com. I'll be more than happy to try to help you that way, too. All right. That concludes March 2nd edition of Who's Your Single? On behalf of Dan Cronin, I'm CC Broadus, reminding everybody that gambling money ain't got no home.